Welcome to another episode of Young Entrepreneurs with the Green Roof Team. Today we have Prem Rana coming back onto the show to talk about projects that we had going on in the past two and a half years. How are you doing today, Prem? What's up? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a good day. Nice. So to get today's episode kicked off, would you like to tell the audience a bit about yourself? Yeah, so as he said, my name is Prem Rada. I'm one of the co-founders of the Green Roof team. Um, and I'm primarily focused on specifically in the Green Roof team on marketing and um, also working on some product development and stuff. Kind of got my hands in all over the place. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about what I did in the past when we talk about when we talk more about some of the past projects. But outside the Green Roof team, um, I I do some music stuff, I do some video production stuff, and uh, I like long walks in the forest. And you do like to go hiking in the I too. We've done a some lot of great, great hikes down in Southern That's Virginia. actually where we come up with some pretty good ideas on hikes. Sweet. So and listen, listen, guys, if you're going to stop listening from this point on, the lesson of today is to just take a hike, and that's where you'll find innovation. <laughs> <laughs> so from all these hikes that we've taken... Um, were there any cool ideas that came out of them? I think we started talking about some of the, because I think we had a hike after uh, one of our meetups that we did uh, for for UIF, which helped kind of spark some of the ideas that or some of the projects that we had for the Green Roof team. I don't remember which one, but I, I'm pretty sure it was like, was it like when we were walking around the lake? Uh, I, I believe so. Yeah, so for those who are unaware, at, at, at SIU, there's this camp on campus. We both lived on campus, and there's this lake right outside our dorm. And so there's a trail that's, I, I don't think it's a mile long, but it's fairly... Oh, it's like two miles long. It's two miles? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my God. Um, okay, so it's, it's pretty long. And so we decided one day to just go for a walk around it. Um, and so we talked about stuff. And I guess eventually um, we were talking about some of the ideas that we had from a um, university innovation fellows meetup that we went to, where we were able to kind of ideate and meet with other people who gave us really cool ideas. And so that, yeah, I remember it was, we were walking and we, you saw a solar panel, right? And you're like, I think I could steal that or something like that. And I was like, I don't think, where would you put it if you could steal it? And he's like, I don't know where I put it. And then you, that eventually led to, we should put solar panels on every roof of the building. And so that that's kind of how we we came to, to the idea of like the, the core foundation of the green roof uh, or like the core concept of the green roof. No, I'll be honest, I forgot about that walking, that conversation, but bringing up that panel, I just remembered it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's like, would you say if we had, uh, I mean, we've done, we've done solar, um, but if like the scope allowed it and we had like more time, would you have put a solar panel on every building on campus? If we had the grant money, we would have. Um, that one we applied for back in fall of 2021, if that went through, the ag building would have had solar all over that rooftop and probably would have made that building probably net zero. But it didn't go through. It's okay. We we did set up the. I guess that that leads us to a perfect introduction for one of the projects that we worked on. So, um, one one of the projects we just recently 
installed as part of our time over the past two and a half years um, was kind of a solar solar flower is the best way to put it. Uh, would you say? Um, I would call it like a hybrid um, hybrid system of wind and solar in one place. Yeah. Yeah, where essentially you have a wind a wind turbine in the middle of it, and you have we have four solar um, solar panels around it, and so that we just installed a few months ago. It's currently June of 2022, and we installed that in May of 2022. So about a month ago, wow. And yeah, what what that's doing now is we have it hooked up to a hybrid controller, which is the generate power for for the roof and um eventually i think maybe maybe it's a little bit out of the scope of our um of our hands since we're gone but i know we had talked about getting that grid tied and so that that'd be really cool um but that was what that was one cool thing that we that we definitely did yeah that was a <clears throat> incredible project and getting an installation done takes a lot of work especially from like more of the property side getting the approvals getting the design validations and us like going through that first year or two years ago and getting that first wind turbine up that actually got coined baby turbine, but by the engineers um, helped us this past year to get the taller ones up that were about what, twice the height of them? Twice the height of the first one? Oh yeah, I, I think it was like you could, we um, we moved the turbines for those who are unaware. So um, for our visual, uh, our visual, visual people, you can see in our backgrounds that we have this uh, this wind turbine picture. There's mine like right over, my head's covered here, right <laughs> over here and there's it's right there. We actually moved that turbine to the other side of the building uh, to where when you're walking in front of the agriculture building and even kind of in the parking lot of the agriculture building, you can see this turbine spinning. And then you can also um, see now the the second turbine that's not too far away from it i think that's the gray mount that's the gray color mount yeah and so that one is our tallest one and that one i'm pretty sure is two times as big yeah i believe the mount's about 12 feet tall and then with the blade from the generator you add maybe another three feet to about like 15 ish so about the height of a basketball hoop yeah and so we also from there we had another one that has a green mount that one is it's not too far from where this original turbine was placed maybe a little bit in the middle of the building but you can still see it from the side i'm pretty sure um yeah so those, those were i guess that leads to the next part which with the hybrid we uh also installed the the, the vertical uh, axis wind turbine way back a, a year ago i think Right. Yeah. A year ago. And so that was that was how we were kind of going backwards chronologically. But that was how we got inspired to install the the hybrid system, because, uh, you know, before we didn't know much about wind energy at all. And so with the help of team members from all around the world, we are able to really uh, dig our dig our heels into wind energy, really understand how to make it happen. And um uh, you know, I'm speaking for the team, but uh, the team really, uh, really put in a lot of time and effort to make this a reality, and that gave a that gave that turned a lot of heads on campus. I'll say that it turned a lot of heads on campus. 
Oh, 110%. A lot of people were talking about us. Um, they want to see the final product and get so many stakeholders, so many supporters involved, just wanting to hear about updates and seeing what the final product looked like. It was incredible, all the um, support we got for it. Yeah. I'll actually ask you, since you were more involved than I was, what, what would you say was like the most, okay, besides the installation, because the installation is obviously a, a very memorable part, but what was the most memorable part of that that wind turbine project as a whole, that, that first temporary wind turbine that we put up? That first wind turbine, I'd say the best memory was an in-person one where, well, I can do an in-person and a virtual one. For in-person, I remember I had Steven and Gustavo, we were in the lab. We had Alex on the computer, one of our team members from Maryland, and we were testing out the battery system. So we had the generator hooked up to the power board, which was connected to the battery. We also had a power sensor going on, and we would just be amazed by spinning the generator and seeing what the meter was putting out, seeing the battery getting charged. That was incredible. We actually got a video of that, I believe, on the YouTube. And then from a virtual side, I'd say it would be one of our first meetings where every team member came in, had drawings of what they wanted to see the mount look like, the tower design, how many blades and what the blades system looks like. Um, we threw in all of our ideas into a spreadsheet, and then we were voting on which ideas were the most feasible, um, cost-effective, and from a technical side, feasible. And we just had this incredible matrix, had everyone's ideas involved, and that helped guide us on what that first turbine looked like. Um, of course, we found out later in time that we had a lot more uh, constraints such as not being able to anchor into the roof. Maybe um, we had to purchase a set of blades and generator online, so that limited what options we had and just overall helped guide us through that process. But I'm remembering that spreadsheet and all of us just diving in, all, I think 15 of us at the time, that was incredible and showed that even with the pandemic, we were able to come together and bring all these different ideas from an engineering side and collaborate online. Nice, yeah. And like, I know for when I was up there and when I was helping out with the installation, like you could see kind of the the excitement and really everyone's ideas when that was being put together. You could see like, like they're in their eyes like the actualization like that moment that this is actually happening and so it, it was definitely a big um turning point for for our pro kind of our, our project as a whole but it's not besides the two systems that we've had it's not the only turbine that we've worked on i know there's one other turbine that we have that you might know a little bit more about the the disaster wind turbine yes that's a great segue um, another project we had going on this past year was the disaster resilient wind turbine, or what we called the trash turbine. So imagine awesome. you have, it, it is plastic, it's amazing, it's memorable. So imagine you had all this, all these different materials from like wood, PVC, um, any like building materials just lying around, and you needed to find some kind of use out of it. So that's the vision behind the trash turbine is taking all of these common items that usually are junk or thrown away or just set aside and never seen for a long time and reusing it, 
towards generating wind energy. So the use case that we saw was focused around Puerto Rico. If they get hit by a, say, a hurricane or a natural disaster, usually they're out of power. Um, their electrical grid has a tendency to go out based on the feedback we were receiving. And if they're able to, say, set up a standalone wind turbine, they can use their natural wind resource in the area, capture that wind, send it to a battery, and be able to use it to, say, charge their phones, charge small electrical devices, and be able to have power that they can use as a best seedbed. Um, and it was an incredible project. It had so many different layers to it, from understanding the different users, empathizing with them, seeing materials that are available, and finding what can change we saw, the tower needing to withstand so much wind force, the blades being X amount reliable, what can the electrical system have in, say, a kit, because you can't commonly find um, the amazing wind charge controller or other electrical components. So seeing what materials we have available, which ones we would actually get off the shelf, and then coming together, deciding on the best um, procedures on assembly for the best designs and just reiterating upon it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's something that I personally was not a lot of hands on on, so I couldn't give um, couldn't give a lot of insight into it, which why which is why I de delegated that to you. <laughs> yeah, and probably the best memory of that project, and I, I know you're in the lab quite a bit when we're working on it here and there, was probably in the first couple of weeks. We went and scavenged a few items, we got a couple of microwaves, we got a couple of like bicycle tire rims, and we just began deconstructing stuff, seeing what components they had. Um, taking part in alternators, taking part in the microwave, and seeing and ideating so many different concepts on how might we use what we have here towards building this winter by the end. Definitely. But taking that step back, um, that first wind turbine we installed on the ag building, it was powering another project, wasn't it? That it was. Um, so this is a project that I'm most familiar with. I think I was pretty much um, the primary, I was the project manager for it. Um, and that's the autonomous irrigation system. It's one of the first projects we worked on. And so for those who are a little bit unaware, essentially what we wanted to do with the autonomous irrigation system was we wanted to create a, a system that watered the plot of land on there it's it's the one that's for my visual uh people it's right this background right here this plot of land um we wanted it to water itself essentially and so the way that we did it was we had all these uh small sensors that were off the shelf and we put those into the soil and we connected that all to three central i guess we'll call them nodes um and those nodes collected all that data. And then that node got sent to essentially like a master system where that data was then um, processed and we ran machine learning on it to kind of predict uh, when the soil would get, uh, when the soil would need water. And that soil then would, from, from there, we would have a solenoid valve that's automatically controlled by that master system and that's sending water. And so that's kind of the high level level overview of it. And it was, it took, it took a long time. It took nearly the entire span of the project because uh, I'm not an agriculture major. So I had to learn a lot about, um, you know, ways to make these 
make a system that's non-intrusive, that's easy to maintain, that's scalable, and learning about uh, learning about how all these different variables can affect the machine learning model. And on top of that, now introducing the the wind um, element into it and having that power come from the wind turbine. So a lot of a lot of different things, uh, but to kind of answer some of the questions on like my favorite memory, I want to say it was uh, there's there's a few moments. One of my favorite memories, I think, was when we were initially creating the the circuit for the solenoid valve. And so at the time we had like we were looking at online for like circuits on how to do it. And there are a few circuits on how to do it, but they never really were explained pretty well. Uh, and on top of that, they used vastly different equipment than we had. We uh, in our lab, we had this giant like um, it's like a voltage regulator, right? Or something like that. It's it's not necessarily a battery, but it, it was this giant this giant thing which like was re really old for starters too and so we needed to buy separate like separate cables to adapt it to our circuit because we were using like like small wires and so we had to get separate cables to connect those wires to it and then um all that time it still wasn't working and then eventually i think we swapped out one of the um capacitors or something like that and I remember finally being able to hear a click in the solenoid valve, which we weren't able to do for the longest time. Like we were worried we got the wrong solenoid valve or like that it just wasn't working. But I remember we like switched out the capacitor and we plugged it in and you can feel like the, the solenoid valve move, meaning that it was turning on. So we knew that our, that not only the code that we wrote was working, but that the circuit was working. And as someone who, was only doing computer science at the time. I knew my code would work, but the electrical part, I had no idea would work. So that was definitely a memorable moment for sure. And it's it's kind of these moments like these that have happened many times throughout the past two and a half years. Um, and I, you know, it's something that we hope we continue to do. Most definitely. <clears throat> so I like how we talk about all of the technical projects, but. Can you remind the audience about the first project that we had going on with the green roof? Yeah, I think the first project we actually had was these design thinking workshops. Um, and so this permeates directly from, uh, as we mentioned earlier, me and Nelson went to a few meetups um, for the University Innovation Fellows. And the University Innovation Fellows, that, that whole program is to kind of in, teach students to become change makers on campus, where they're giving us this training and these ideas and sort of the these methods of really inspiring other people and actuating your ideas into something that also, um, you know, creates change on campus. And so one of the big ideas behind that is this idea of design thinking, where essentially it's uh, really a different way of ideating, coming up with these ideas, essentially thinking about design, design thinking. Um, and so when we did that on Austria, in Austria, uh, you know, we've done it through our training, but that was our first real, that was my at least first real experience with design thinking uh, in an experience like that. And it really inspired both of us to try and bring it on the campus because 
with the green roof, we had a lot of ideas, but we couldn't do it alone. And we needed a lot more like-minded people. And the best way to find like-minded people is to hold these, I, these workshops where we could, we could really ideate with different people and we could connect with different people on campus and we can inspire different people and we can also recruit different people, <laughs> uh, less on the recruitment part, but uh, really the, in the inspiration um, and like inspiring people and getting people excited. That, that was a core um, kind of requirement for us when we were making these design thinking workshops. And so you, me, Jacob and Grant, who are two fellow UIF members, they graduated a year before us. Um, and the Green Roof team was definitely inspired by some of their, so, some of their beliefs with agriculture. Uh, they, we each hosted a workshop and I would say that overall it's, it's a big success and it showed it really showed us the potential that we could do something on campus, you know, because uh, going from maybe you know, just joining UIF to then jumping to the green roof team uh, would have been pretty, it, it would have, I think it would have had a lot more challenges than if we hadn't necessarily done these design thinking workshops. Uh, I, I, that's, that's what I would say at least. Yeah, definitely. And I think the most impactful behind UIF is being able to find a new unique way, at least to us, on bring new people in for a short amount of time and getting ideas from them, seeing what kind of vision they have for the project as a whole. And I feel that's how the, at least the wind turbine came to be was, how can we find a way to connect with people and help bridge a communication gap of people on campus, specifically students, to the green roof, the space that's about story up and on top of a building and it's like okay maybe if we have this wind turbine this tangible project up there that we can not only market but that will be up there students can make that connection by visually seeing it and hopefully lead to curiosity questions such as what is that to what is up there and how can i become involved a lot of good information on there and details on everything that we've done for the past two and a half years um, and I would say that, you know, the, the first two and a half years of the project were just the beginning. We've done so much there, but the next two and a half years are going to seem like, um, are going to seem like exponentially so much more. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. And I hope everyone listening and everyone watching is excited too. Ditto. I couldn't agree more. Back two and a half years ago, if you asked us what we're doing present day, I don't think we would talk about like all the projects we had going on and where we're heading into. Um, so definitely looks like, I would say from my perspective of building up and we just kept adding more as we could hold on to. Saw a couple of projects die, but the ones that made it are the ones that we believe the most and had a great impact. Cool. So Prem, thank you again for coming on the show today. And thank you to everyone for listening. Um, when you have a chance, we appreciate it if you can give us a like and rating on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on wherever you find your podcastings. And if you're interested in learning more, please visit us at greenroofteam.com. Remember, folks, stay sustainable.